Many of us have found that man-made religion has left us hollow and unchanged. So as we go through today's episode, we'll be learning about Jesus' power over religion, the kind of religion that creates roadblocks to Jesus instead of stepping stones. So I hope you hear from the Lord. Become even more established in the faith and live out your full potential as a kingdom citizen. Let's go. Welcome to the Kingdom Citizen Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Phillips. Let me ask you a question. What has been your experience with religion? I mean, good, hardcore, in your face, call you to the carpet, religion. I mean, capital R, capitals all the way down to the letter N, religion. Now, before you get all polite with me, I want you to remember something. Remember, I can't actually hear you, all right? And I don't read the comments on any of our podcast mediums. Really, when you answer this question, answer it as honest as you dare yourself to be. So let me go back to the question. What has been your experience with religion? Really, when you answer this question, you can be as honest as you dare. And I want to encourage you to do that. Honestly, answer that question. What has been your experience with unadulterated religion? Has it helped you? in the way that you define it, in the way you've pursued it, in the religion that you've been part of, has religion helped you? Has it scarred you? Unkept promises? Hypocrisy? Not living up to everything it said it would? Leaving you wanting? Has it scarred you? Has it given? Has it added value to your life? Or does it seem to have been a taker? Has it brought fulfillment to you? Or like for so many of us who really get honest, has religion left you wanting? Has it brought you closer to God right now? Or would you say that it has led you to feel even more distant from the God that you've been seeking? You know, there are many answers to that question, and, and they're all subject to our experiences with the religions and religious experiences that we've had. You know, if we're going to be honest about religion, I mean, good old religion, many good things have been done in the name of religion, really. But when I look over history and I look into my life and so many people I know, <laughs> there are a lot of horrible, bad things that have found their license and their justification in the name of religion. You know, I'm sure you could list off many of them right now. If I just stop talking for a minute and let you go, you'd be like, bam, pow, wham, zam, zing, and name off all the bad things you can think of done in the name of religion. So here's why I'm mad at religion. That's right. I I'm mad at it. I mean, I, I am mad at religion. Here's why. Because Religion, the way we're talking about it, it can keep us from experiencing the person and the power of Jesus. That's what this podcast is all about. This is not a religious podcast. This podcast 
is about knowing and experiencing the person and power of Jesus. And I've seen so many people get into religion and miss Jesus, get into religious pursuits and disciplines and orders and structures and belief systems and never experience the power of the living God that can change their life. Hey, religion has its limits. You see, religion focuses on what is possible, not with God, but what's possible with man. That is religion. Someone once said that all religions can be wrapped up into man's attempt to reach out and try to grab hold of God. But Jesus is God reaching down and grabbing hold of man by who he is and his power to grab hold and never let go. Religions, just man's attempt to pursue what is possible with man. You know, it works on a formula of my devotion plus adherence to a system of beliefs equals right standing with my community and hopefully right standing with God. And I wonder if that's been the formulaic pursuit of how you've approached God. You know, the Apostle Paul described this formulaic way of living as having a form of godliness. Oh, it looks godly. It seems godly. It has all the worldly attributes of being a good religion, but that formulaic way of living, my devotion plus a system of belief equals me being in right standing with my community and hopefully with God, that way of living is having a form only of godliness, but denying its transformational power. Today, I want to help you break free from that one-dimensional plane of religious living and know Jesus, the power of his resurrection and the power he has to transform our life in the midst of suffering. Recently, I was doing some study on some of the major world religions. And when we look at their origin and the intent of their founders, it seems like many of them were designed to help humankind alleviate their temporal sufferings in this world. But the problem is there's still this attempt for us to reach up and somehow grab hold of God and be released from that suffering. But here's what you and I know. No matter how far we get off into it, we know we can't keep the grip. So today we're going to look at a story that is steeped in religious ideology. And we're going to see something that's different from every world religion. And that is how Jesus steps into the middle of it to set people free by his doing, by his power. Not by our grip, not by our reach, not by our devotion, but by who Jesus is and the power that he has to change our lives, even in the midst of the most impossible suffering that a person could imagine. Now, before we get into the story, let me set it up for you just a little bit, because I want your heart to be cultivated and ready to hear this story and apply it to your life, because there's a lot at stake today on this episode. And that's for you to have power over religion. Jesus had already performed many miracles. Many times, his miracles had a deeper meaning to them. 
Well, in this story, the religious leaders were always trying to prove Jesus guilty for not obeying their religious traditions, right? That's what religion does. They tried to stone him because they didn't understand who he was and they were afraid of his power. Now, in today's episode, in this story, we're going to see Jesus healed a man who was born blind. He did this to show who he is and to reveal our need for him over man-made religion. So, I want you to be listening for a few things as you hear today's story. Remember, like I said, there's a lot at stake. You're going to have to overcome religion in order to truly know Jesus and experience who he is and his life-changing power. So as you hear the story, I want you to reach out and grab some things and process them as deep as you can to gain the wisdom and understanding necessary to allow Jesus' power to help you overcome the trappings of religion. So I want you to be listening. Listening and see who the characters of the story are. What are their names? What are they doing? What are they like? What are they experiencing? I want you to see what this story actually teaches us about the power of Jesus and how he contrasts that against the trappings of religion. I want you to see what it teaches us about how his power can actually change our lives. That's what we're striving for today. Our lives being changed, not by conforming to religion, but by the power of Jesus engaging our hearts, transforming it as we yield ourselves to him. So really reach out in that story and ask yourself that question. How can his power revealed in this story truly change my life? What is Jesus saying here? Then I want you to, at the whole time you're listening, to be looking and answer this question, how do you need his power to be at work in you and through you right now? And what needs to happen in me for that to take place? So with that said, let me get into today's story from John chapter nine, the story of Jesus having power over religion as we see him healing a man who was born blind. And this is our story from John chapter nine. Jesus was walking along the road with his followers. When he saw a man who had been blind since he was born, the disciples, they stopped Jesus, looked at this man, and they asked a question. They said, Jesus, Jesus, why was this man born blind? Was it because of his sin or was it because of his parents' sin? But Jesus answered them, and he gave this great statement. He wasn't born blind because of any sin. This happened so that the power of God would be shown through him. And as long as I am on the earth, Jesus said, I am going to do the works of my father. Then Jesus went to the man. He spat on the ground and he made mud. He took that mud and he rubbed it on the man's eyes. And then he told the man, go and wash in the pool of Siloam. And the man went and washed and he came back with the ability to see for the first time in his life. 
Now, when the people who knew the man saw him, they began to ask, hey, isn't this the beggar uh, who used to sit out and ask for money who was born blind? And others said, no, no, that's not him. It just kind of looks like him. But the man kept telling them, no, no, no. Yes, it is me. I am the man who was born blind, but now can see. I am the one who begged, but now has been delivered. Well, the people were amazed and they began to ask them, listen, how did this happen? And he said, the man that goes around named Jesus, he, he put some mud on my eyes and he told me to go wash in the pool. So I did as he told me and now I can see. They said, well, well where is this Jesus? Oh, the man said, yeah, I don't know. The people in their wonder and their amazement and their confusion and their fear, they took the man to the only place they knew and they took him before the religious leaders of their community. So the leaders began to question him in the same way. They asked him many questions and the, the beggar told him, he said, listen, I don't know what has happened. Well, now the religious leaders, well, they, they were divided uh, about Jesus. And some said, he is not from God. He healed this man on the Sabbath day. He's not from God. He's a sinner. But others said, how could someone who is not from God do this kind of miracle? So they brought the beggar back in. They set him before him. They're like, okay, now listen, you are the one who had your eyes open. Who do you think this Jesus is? The man answered again as he finally said, you know what? I'm coming to believe he's a prophet. The religious leaders still didn't believe that the man that had been born blind had been healed. So they called him his parents in and they asked them, okay, now finally tell us for once and for all, is this your son who was born blind and is now apparently seeing? His parents, all right, now they were afraid of the religious leaders. They dominated the community, the landscape, everything. And they knew that anyone who claimed that Jesus was the promised Savior, the Messiah, that they would be put out of the place of worship and therefore put out of relationship with God. So they answered out of fear. And they said, uh, yes, this is our son. And it's true that he was born blind, but we don't know in any way how he was made able to see. Now, listen, he's old enough now. Uh, you can speak to him and let him answer for himself. The religious leaders, <laughs> they said to the beggar, listen, my friend, it's time for you to be honest. Give glory to God by telling the truth. We believe Jesus is a sinner. The beggar, he finally answered them and said, you know what, guys? I don't know if he's a sinner or not. But I do know this. Once I was blind, but now I see. No one has ever heard of a person who was born blind receiving his sight. If this man were not from God, he couldn't do anything. Well, after hearing this, the religious leaders, they became angry. They said to the man, how dare you try to teach us? You as someone who was born in sin and as a pitiful man. Then they threw him out of the place of worship. And when Jesus heard they'd thrown him out, Jesus went and found the man. He asked him, do you believe in the promised Savior? 
with all the man had been through that day. The man said, Who is he? Would you tell me who he is so I can believe? And Jesus said, You have seen him. And the one who is talking to you right now, I am he. When the man heard this, he said, Yes, master, I believe. And he fell down and he worshiped Jesus. And Jesus said, I have come into this world so that those who are blind may see and that those who think they can see, they will be blind. And some of those same religious leaders, they heard Jesus say this and they asked him kind of in a certain way, are you saying we're blind? And Jesus told them, you are blind because you claim you can see. If you were blind, you would not be guilty. But because you say you can see, you will stand in judgment before God. And this concludes our story from John chapter 9. Jesus healing the man born blind and showing us he has the power to overcome the trappings of man-made religion. Now, let's take this story and break it down a bit. As we look at Jesus' power to help us overcome the trappings of religion and what it means for us to follow him, to be transformed by his power working in us and through us and be established in the faith as a follower of Jesus. Not religion, a follower of Jesus. Now, I want you to think about the different people in the story, all right? That, that's where we're going to really draw out some of the awesome truths, the life-changing truths that this story is bringing out to us to help us overcome the trappings of religion by the power of Jesus. So listen, religion is no joke. Religion is a kingdom of this world that has great strength to enslave many people, particularly you and I. So let's take a real hard look at these characters and see how was Jesus bringing freedom to them from this so they could truly live as his follower and as a kingdom citizen. So let's start looking at some of the characters. Now, you know, if you've been following our podcast, I love diving into the characters, really breaking it down, going through the scriptures of the story with them to help us see ourselves in them, deduce down how we align with them and what needs to be added into our life? What needs to be taken away from our life? And maybe what we need to hold on to that is true, that is real, that leads us into being that kingdom citizen. So in this story, let's start off with just kind of looking at the disciples, right? Uh, I mean, I love these guys. They, they we had an earlier story in our last episode where they came out of the boat experience. We talked about how they were trapped in these confines of fear and doubt but they made some moves. And now we see them walking along in a journey with Jesus. They come to what we could recognize as a teachable moment. They didn't understand it at the time, but Jesus knew exactly what was happening. It was, a, it was like he had set this up years ago and today was the day for this teachable moment. Now what happened is the disciples see a blind man begging on the street. Now when you see a blind beggar, there are a lot of different ways you can approach it. 
Here's what they did. They started making assumptions about this situation based on religion. Their assumption was by the religion they had grown up in, the doctrines and teachings of it, that for this man to find himself in this situation, somebody had to sin. So they ask a question based on the assumptions of their religion, the trappings of religion. Oh, Jesus, look at this pitiful fellow. Would you instruct us, O wise one, O rabbi, who sinned? Was it him? Did he sin? Or was it his parents that sinned? But who sinned? And that's the assumptions of their religion. Who sinned? You know, when we live with assumptions, particularly based on the worldly ideals and worldly wisdom of the man-made religious system we're in, the danger of that is that we miss out on the truth and the power of Jesus. What I love about seeing Jesus in this is that he was quick to correct by giving a proper interpretation of the situation this man was in. So here's my question for you. How has the religion you've been pursuing How has that shaped your worldview, the way you see the world, the values that have been created around your heart, the beliefs that you hold on to, the attitudes that permeate from your life, and the behaviors and actions that you make on a daily basis? When you interact with situations and circumstances and you have to make judgments about it, what religious assumptions are shaping up your worldview and your attitudes and actions towards your fellow man, toward the man you see in the mirror, and even assumptions that you are living with and making about God that have been shaped by man-made religion. Listen, there is a lot going on out there. And just like religion had shaped the worldview of those disciples where they made judgment about someone created and finding themselves in a desperate situation, they made certain judgments and assumptions. Hey, that's going to happen, right? We perceive the world through our cultural lens. And listen, let's be honest. We perceive the world through our own sense of cultural bias. It's hard to escape. But here's what's cool about being a kingdom citizen. Jesus says, I want to give you a new world view. I want to take off the current lens in which you see the world and dispose of them. I want to situate a brand new framework for which you will see the world, see God, see yourself, and see your fellow man. I want to give you a kingdom worldview. I want to give you a biblical worldview. I want to give you a view of the world and who you are in it through my eyes, through Jesus' eyes, that shapes your values, that shapes your attitude, that shapes your beliefs, that shapes your actions and your behaviors. Guys, here's what the disciples needed. They needed a new way of seeing the world. They needed a new way that would overcome the assumptions their current worldview shaped by their religion had given them, and they needed to start seeing through Jesus' eyes. Man, what about you? How have you been seeing the world? 
What shape has that left you in on the assumptions and judgments you're making about God, about your fellow man? But listen, what about yourself? Listen, Jesus wants to give you his way of seeing, his worldview, and it's shaped through nothing that resembles man-made religion, but allowing the spirit of Jesus to fill our heart when we yield to him and letting what he values become what we value. By letting how he sees the world be how we see the world. By giving us the ability to take on an image of God that is reflected in the person, life, ways, and words of what is revealed in Jesus and the 33 years he spent upon this earth. Man, I hope today you start the process like these disciples did on the side of that road with saying, you know, Jesus, what I really need is a whole new worldview. You know, we made you a commitment in this podcast that we were going to be very transparent, that this would be the most revealing and transparent podcast ever, and I'm about to kick it up a notch. I was born in 1973 to a 15-year-old mother. In 1973 was the year of Roe v. Wade when abortions became legal in the United States. It's not a story we're proud of, but my mother was counseled and coached by the closest people in her life to abort me. I love my mother because she went into the bathroom of her house and she sat down she locked the door and she cried out to God and she said, you know what? I, I, I know the situations of this pregnancy and this impending child are not perfect. But what I want most in life is for someone I can love and someone who will love me. And against pressure, against counsel, and an attempt to hide shame, my mother said, no way. I'm going to have this baby. I'm going to raise him and I'm going to love him. Well, I grew up and I never knew that story. And my worldview was skewed. I mean, my worldview was off as a teenager. I was very pragmatic toward this issue of abortion. Very pragmatic. It's a way to fix problems. And one day, as a young man who had now surrendered to Christ and was seeking to serve him, I'm driving down the road with my mother's father, the same one that was permissive toward her having an abortion to end her pregnancy with me 18 years before. As we're driving down the road, the question of this came up, and I said to my grandpa, even as a young 18, 19-year-old minister, I said, yeah, yeah, I can see, you know, the rationale for abortion and the pragmatic expression of it as birth control. Man, my grandpa freaked out. I mean, we're driving down the road. He whips the car over to the side of the road, throws it into park, has this wide-eyed look, grabs me by the shirt. I'm freaking out, right? He grabs me by the shirt. <laughs> and for the first time in my life, he told me that story. 
And I saw the pain in his eyes. And the transformation of worldview that had happened in him over 18 years. And here's what my grandpa said to me. (laughs) He said, son, if anybody in this world should not believe in abortion, it should be you. And he told me that story. That changed my worldview that day. I want to be transformed by the power of Jesus that conquers all invading forms of worldview, value, belief, and practice that man-made religion lets rise up within a person's life. And I want the same for you today. You know, as you process that, there's some other characters to look at. I want you, just like I've kind of looked at my parents and grandparents, let's look at this man's parents. You know, here they were, I mean, they're in a tough spot. It's see what's happened in the life of your son or be rejected by your religion that therefore says you're separated and cast out from God. This was a real threat. They felt it. And when the man's parents responded to this, they didn't do it all right. You see, fear kept them from joy, kept them from celebration and love. I don't know what all went on in their house that day, but I bet it wasn't good. But if they would have reacted with faith over fear, if they would have been able to lay down the confines of religion and see that the infinite God was doing something in their midst beyond their religion, it could have been a home of celebration that day. It could have been a home of embracing and love that day. It could have been a home filled with joy that God had, has visited us in our time of need. So here's my question for you. How has religious fear isolated you from God's goodness in your life. Maybe it's the fear of the unknown. Listen, if I go down this journey with God, I don't know what's coming, what's going to happen, how it's going to end up. Maybe it's a fear of being on the outside. Hey, this is my community. You know, a lot of religions in this world say it's more important to belong than to believe. It's more important to be inclusive than to encounter the living God. That's the trappings of man-made religion. Maybe it's a fear of losing control. But as you process this, I want you to think about what is the cost of holding on to man-made religion and missing out on the power of the living God through Jesus actually transforming and changing your life. And before we leave these characters, I want to focus on the man that was born blind. And we heard about his story. We saw the transformation that took place. I think my biggest takeaway from it is that desperation can drive us out of the confines of religion. You know, you look at his life when in his desperation and what drew him out, his faith was growing. He experienced the power of Jesus, but he didn't yet know the person of Jesus but his faith was growing. In the midst of oppositions of everyone shouting him down, he went from saying, I don't know who he is, to saying, 
you know what? I think he's a prophet. To finally saying, are you guys crazy? How can this man not be from God? Who has ever seen what he's done? And how could he do it if God wasn't with him? Why was this man's faith growing? Why was he on that trajectory? Because he finally experienced not only the power of Jesus, but he experienced the person of Jesus. He said, guys, hey, I was blind, but now I see. And when Jesus approached him and asked him those questions, he knew the person behind the power. What about you? Hey, I don't believe you're here today. You're alive wherever you're at and breathing good air that the power of God has not gotten you through every day to be where you're at right now. But have you gotten to know the person behind the power? Have you started on that journey where your faith is growing, where you've experienced the power of Jesus, you recognize it's way beyond the confines of your man-made religion? Jesus has visited you. You say, I don't know who he is. But then, as you begin to know the person behind the power, you're saying, how could I be here without him? To the next step, where you find yourself saying, my Lord and my God, and falling at his feet in worship and surrender. You know, when we look at these characters, and we see what was happening in the story we can learn so much about the power of Jesus that can actually change our life. And when we see in this story is what it is teaching us about the power of Jesus. Listen, he showed up. That's who Jesus is. In religion, doesn't always show up. But Jesus always shows up. That's who he is. That's what he does Religion puts up blinders on the side of our eyes to see him when he arrives. But listen, when we pursue Christ beyond those bounds, we see a Jesus who shows up. We see that he broke the religious status quo and he allowed the process of this man's journey to Christ to play out. Listen, don't get discouraged in the process. Just as this man walked from, I don't know who he was, to he's probably a prophet, to bowing at his feet in worship and surrender. Listen, Jesus is going to let the process play out. That process of breaking you free from the confines of religion that had put stumbling blocks instead of stepping stones to your way to Christ. Clearing the way and paving the way through the process so just as he brought hope to the hopeless in that story, he can bring hope to you in the hopelessness of your religious pursuits, trying to reach up and somehow grab hold of God with no grip. So the big question, what do you need to change or what do you need to do to know Jesus in his power over religion? So who do you most resonate with? And what will it take to break free from that religious bondage? Consider the journey of faith and freedom the blind man went on. From desperation to growing faith 
to believing in Jesus in a life of worship. Hey, through that, you can come out of the blindness of man-made religion and experience the person and the power of Jesus. Christianity is a bad religion. Seriously, so many others play the religious game so much better than us. Muslims play it better. Hindus play it better. They've been playing it a lot longer. Christianity, it's really weak if you consider playing the religious game. But here's the confidence I want to give you. We're not playing that game. You see, Jesus is nothing about man-made religion. But what he is, is the one true living God reaching down into the circumstances of our lives by the power of the resurrection to change our lives. So get out of the religion game and get in to following Jesus as that kingdom citizen. Take this hope, take this power and go. Stop playing the religion game and be in it, but not of it.